There's some cheaters. Good morning, Cord. How are you doing this morning, buddy? I'm fantastic. How are you, brother? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful on this fine Friday morning, and it's uh, already 78 degrees outside, so, uh, you know, my office is steaming already. (laughs) Tell you what, in Oklahoma City, we got mid-60s. This is It's prime golf weather today, so we'll make this one short. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Got to go hit that white ball around. I wish. I wish too much to do, which is exactly what we want to chat about today. As a matter of fact, Um, so, you know, you and I've been talking a lot about rapid growth because that's the phase we're in right now. Um, Those of you that are, that listen to all of our episodes know that Jeff and I have both taken on a new challenge with a brand that we, we care an awful lot about already because they're doing things the right way. Um, But like any any, any growth, you know, um, opportunity that comes with a lot of pain and we're right there in the midst of that right now, which I love because we're uncovering the right things. And, um, and, uh, the, the, the thing that we're both starting to be faced with is that growth, um, is just always happening. Um, and sometimes it, it can happen, in such a way and so fast that we don't realize that, you know, the stress we're feeling because of the growth is because we haven't scaled our processes with the bigger team, right? So we have our, you know, day at what we're used to wake up and read, walk and do your thing and whatever. Well, now the phone starts ringing really early and it keeps ringing really late. And, um, and yet we're still trying to squeeze our perfect little picture into that. And, um, it, it, that's a conflict that we're both feeling and and working through. So felt like it was really appropriate for us to talk about that today. Give us a, a, an opportunity to maybe have a little bit of therapy with each other. (laughs) (laughs) You are right. You know, it's interesting. It's, um, you know, you go, um, you know, it's what seven, six months, seven months now. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, I know I got a little bit of a jump start on you there, but it's just, uh, you know, you're exactly right. The growth, I mean, from 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50. And all of a sudden it's like, holy cow. Um, it, it it is, uh, it's growing rapidly. And, um, it's one of those things where you can't do all the things that you used to be able to do. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, really trying to take advantage of those nooks and crannies inside of your day to, uh, to, to, to just, you know, stop for five minutes. Right. And so I I think of it sometimes as like this tornado, right. This tornado is coming and it's just, man, it is ripping and it's whipping and it's going, going, going. And it's like, it's just never going to stop. Right. (laughs) That's right. No, it's a, it's a, that's exactly right. The momentum just keeps going. And that, you know, like we were saying earlier, you know, this week, looks vastly different than last week and next week will look vastly different than this week, so on and so forth. And, and so, but, but right, here's the, but, um, you know, we, as this thing grows and, and, and whatever your thing is, as it grows, there's opportunities there to start to kind of take less and less of a lead role in it. Um, as the growth happens now, there's opportunities to delegate, uh, with intention, right? Because you, I mean, look, we're all as leaders, we kind of, whether we understand the theory of strength finders or not, we have to operate that way. Right. And so for instance, Jeff, when you and I first started working together in a professional way, um, in the same team, I mean, you were the absolute best field general 
I've ever worked with. And, and what that means, the field general thing means that like you and I were attached at the hip and only by title, was there any separation between us? But I've, I've never looked at it that way and didn't ever give a shit then. And don't give a shit now. Matter of fact, when we started over here, I, I got to work for you for a little bit. So that's awesome. <laughs> I, that's how it should be. Um, but I recognized really quickly that you were better than me at a bunch of stuff. And I wanted to let you have that stuff. And you took it and made my life so much easier. It allowed me to continue to focus on the top of funnel stuff that kept everything else moving. And it just changed the game completely. And so, you know, a lot of leaders still struggle with the Well, shit, if I give that away, then where's my value and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's, that is a death sentence uh, right. thought, thought process right there. Um, if enough people around you are growing and succeeding, that shines directly back on you, but you got to give them the opportunity to do it. And when you do, you get some bandwidth back. Um, it's a big deal. I, I know you're recognizing that in your own team right now, Jeff. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's one of those things where you've got to be able to be willing to give something up and give it away. You, yeah. and, and you look for those moments, you look for those areas where people can shine and where people, like you said, right? So um, you, using your example from earlier, when when we first started working profession together, you know, those are the things that I look for on a daily basis as well, right? So, yeah. you know, you have your, your point person, your point man, your point woman, whatever you want to say is, we're never, ever going to be great at everything, right? But oh. we're very good <laughs> at some things. And it's, yeah. as a leader, it's important for us to recognize who's great at what and feed them and give that to them, right? That's give right. them some ownership and, 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 and some empowerment in that area. And you watch everything rise, right? All That's of a sudden, then everything starts to rise. You nailed um, it. And so. empowerment, that word is, is, I would say it's directly tied to engagement, right? Those two words, engagement and empowerment, because if you're engaging appropriately you're teaching right and so but yep. what's the what's the key to teaching giving them the opportunity to display their new knowledge right? right and so as leaders how often do we find ourselves having very similar conversations with and there's kind of two ways to think about this very similar conversations with the same person right so now we're in a circular pattern with them where what's happening there is they know what to do. They just don't trust themselves yet to do it. They still want you to validate and say, yep, that's right. Go get it, man. Good job. Yep. Well, that's not truly empowering. That's still some codependency, right? So I say, and then the other way to think about it is you're having the same kind of conversation with lots of other people on your team uh, where maybe one person already got it. Great. Now they can be the, the, the peer counselor that kind of helps everybody else get it. If we give them that, you know, freedom. So one of the ways to help people become empowered is, is for you to become unavailable. Not all the time. I mean, here, I mean, this sounds so counterintuitive to (laughs) the name of our show, right? Engagement matters, but go ahead and be unavailable intentionally unavailable. And you, and, and here's the thing, this is as much for you as it is your people. It's about having some dark hours in your day. And, and that allows a few things to happen for one. And you don't even have to announce this and say, Hey, from two to three every day, I'm unavailable. That's that, that doesn't really cut it. Right. You've got to just literally disappear a little bit. Don't answer the phone. You know what that question is. Let them figure it out and then praise the shit out of them once they did. 
Yeah. Right. Hey, great job. I, you know, whatever that those kind of, but now there's confidence. Hey, I was kind of on my own, did it. And, and it worked. Now, if you haven't had the moment with them where you've given them the knowledge and helped them see it, don't be unavailable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? But, but that's, that's where they prove it to themselves. That's where they prove it to you. And now all of a sudden you've got some time back, but, um, you know, those dark hours can be really productive for you, but it can also be a huge lesson for your folks. So highly encourage that. Yeah. And I, you know, I find myself, I struggle with that because I pretty much am all, I, I feel like I should always be on and always available. And it's something that, you know, over the last, I would say 30 to 45 days, um, it is one of those times. It's just funny how we're talking about this today and then doing some reflection. Right. Yeah. And, um, the, the, you know, just the, the, the amount of phone calls, the availability. And I think you're right. You do have to have those moments. Um, because when you're constantly going, you, you no longer have a lot to give out. Right. So if you're constantly giving, you're not feeding yourself. And so whether it's a 20 minute snapshot of just dark an hour, whatever it might be, um, because, and, and I guess, traveling a lot and flying on a plane a lot. Sometimes I'm unavailable for three hours. And so what I've noticed, especially last week of, of not having a ton of availability, being in, you know, out there visiting in Arkansas with our team out there and man, just phenomenal to see what's going on out there. Um, it almost broke a cycle for a few people calling me three, four or five times a day and they got those things done. So it's just, I, I guess it's a validation of what you're saying here yeah. is, uh, it is important. It is. Um, well, and that's the thing. I mean, how many times have you missed a phone call for an honest reason? And by the time you got back to them, they were like, man, thanks for calling back. But I actually figured it out. Um, it's, it happens all the damn time. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the thing is like, I, I, I'm going to say something here and, and maybe I've said it before, but givers have to have boundaries because takers don't. Yeah. Right. And, and when you've got four or five takers, that's okay. There's plenty of you to go around, but when you've got 40 or 50, there are only so many minutes in your day and there's only so much you can tolerate. And again, back to Maxwell, the seventh law, law of the yep. lid, that team's only going to grow as much as you've grown. And that's if, right. you've, if you've cut out your self-care time, <clears throat> because you're, you're, you're <clears throat> powdering a bunch of baby bottoms out there, then, then the team's done growing too. So yeah. it, this isn't just advice. This is vital to your success. You've got to take those moments and, and, and change up your cadence as your team grows or, or you're going to burn out fast. Yeah. And I think you bring up a good topic, right? The law of the lid and, you know, you and I are both pretty big Maxwell guys. Um, but I also think during, you know, if you're in a growth phase, in your organization or in your business and your leadership, you know, just journey, right. And you're in this massive growth phase, you know, some of the things that we're talking about is from a recognition standpoint yeah. and being reflective. I also think it's at this moment in time, what are you doing to feed yourself with more knowledge or surrounding yourself with other leaders? Maybe it's a, you know, a conference, maybe it's a book, maybe it is some form of, you know, uh, leadership roundtable. You know who is feeding into you. That's right. To allow yourself to continue to grow, and I think sometimes in this growth phase we're so busy we shut all that off. And I think yeah. it's important to, to ask yourself. And I constantly 
what am I doing today to make sure I'm being fed? Love it. And, you know, for what it's worth. I mean, I, I do think there's value in, in finding a group, finding a, you know, something, a workshop, yep. go and feed yourself for a day or two. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, cause I mean, you've got a team dependent on you to keep them growing. Um, and so it's a, it just as important as it is to recommend the right books and, and really dig into their life with them and help polish out the rough spots and their professional acumen. It's just as important that you keep doing that for yourself. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, it's, um, I think part of what we try to do as leaders is, you know, it, as the relationship begins, we're the smartest one in the room. But if you're doing it right, you end up with a team around you that has uh, that is smarter than you. Um, yeah. and, and that is the best, man. When you've got a team out there that doesn't really need you for much, but loves the fact that you, you know, you put them there, you're encouraging them, you're, you know, breaking down walls for them, you, you know, um, it's uh, it, it's an amazing feeling, and that uh, that doesn't come from being everything to everyone. It just doesn't, because it never lets them be everything to themselves. And if we're truly leading people, then our goal is that we want to get them so prepared for this that we could drop them butt ass naked in the middle of the desert mm-hmm. and they'll make a half a million bucks this year with no one helping them. Yeah. And if that's not how you're training people and getting them prepared for this, uh, then then you you're going to burn out quick, man. I don't know how yeah. else to say it. It's just not it's not scalable. Yeah. Scalable, sustainable, um 100%. Um the decisions we make or don't make every single day make make the difference for tomorrow, right? It, it's just right. It, you know, it can't be much more truer than that. Um you know, so Cord, I, I guess I have a question for you. So, you know, thinking multiple different industries, but obviously 20 plus years in the payment space. Mm-hmm. Um, was there an aha moment for you when, you know, like this type of discussion right now, right? Where, you know, you're talented, you're doing this, you're doing great on your own, and then you're leading a team. Was there an aha moment? Was it like your first team you led, second team, third team, where this finally clicked for you? And I know yeah. we might have talked about this in the past, but I'm just, you know, I know we've got a lot of new listeners and I'm just yeah. really curious, you know, I think it's worth repeating or, mm-hmm. you know, going there. Well, I mean, yeah, thank, it's a great question. And, the, you know, essentially the story is not unlike anyone else's story of learning how to ride a bike. I, I truly had to fuck it up a couple of times first. Um, and so honestly, I mean, my aha moment was um, the, you know, they say that the legacy, you know, what, what you leave behind when you leave speaks volumes about the work you did. And the first team I led, there were, there were 350 agents, um, on, on 13 different client lines that we had. And I had 13, um, sales managers basically that, that rolled up to me and roll and, and led these other 350 sellers. And the, um, I was trying to be everything to everyone. Um, I was, I, I was just, I would not give up the control of, you know, the communications with the client or with the people. I was just everywhere all the time. And, um, and I did, I burnt out. I took an opportunity to leave that environment. And within about 90 days, the whole thing was shuttered, which broke my heart um, because I'd put, you know, four or five, uh, five and a half, five and a half years into just that leadership position. And we went from 25 people to 350 in that time. So 
it was clear I was good at that part of it, at the scale part of it, but I wasn't good enough to sustain it. And when I left, it was very clear it was being sustained because of, you know, my presence in there and everything I was, and I, I never taught anyone else how to pick up that ball. I never took a vacation that was longer than a four day weekend in all that time. I, I was just a workaholic. And, you know, it's dangerous because this environment we live in now with all these dipshits talking about, you know, Jocko Willink, you know, a perfect case example. And these guys that, that talk about, you know, oh, you're only cool if you're working a 12 hour day and that bullshit, man. None of us got into this to wear ourselves out. But I bought into that crap and it killed me and it killed the whole business that I built. Um, and then I got to do it on my own for a minute. Um, and I had about 15 sellers. They were just appointment setters basically. And I was building the ISO and, and I handled it differently. Um, I wanted to make sure I never found myself in a position again, that if I want to take a week off the whole damn show stops. And, um, and so I did a lot that scared me. Um, I gave up a lot. I, I was basically in a position where I was pretty flush financially. And if the whole thing blew up, well, I could start it again. And, um, but looking back that the risks I took during that period are what really solidified these lessons for me, that it's damn near like magic. Um, it just works when you bring on smart people and you teach them the nuance of, of what your industry is about, and then you get the fuck out of their way and let them be smart. It's amazing how people rise to that occasion or they don't. And then, you know, quickly what you're dealing with, right? Those that don't or won't just, okay, man, the move along, have some tough conversations, but surround yourself with the follow through people and teach them what it means to follow through in your space and then get the hell out of their way. And, um, and you can go golf on a Friday, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, I think, you know, one of the things I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, I think one of the things is a takeaway and, uh, is you got comfortable being okay to fail. Yeah. And I That's think that is so vital, whether you're in sales, whether you're in leadership, is be okay with failing. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that meme that says, be brave enough to suck at something today. I love that. <laughs> That's good. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Man. Yep. 100%. Well, man, this was, this is good. Good conversation. And I think uh, one that needs to be had and um, some good nuggets in there today think so yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. so um yeah if you're not if if you know one don't be afraid to fail right who's your field general um or generals mm-hmm. right um what are you giving away and what are you holding on to and are you spending some time in those dark that you know the quiet of the day are you giving yourself some time during the day and, and cutting off your accessibility sometimes, um, which will help or hinder someone's growth. Right. So it's that. Yeah, that's, that's right. Well, good. That was, that was a fun conversation, man. I'm glad we got to have it. It's definitely relevant, uh, to us right now. So like I said, a little bit of therapy happened this morning. That's right. That is right. (laughs) Well, Have a great day, brother, and I appreciate everyone for uh, joining uh, this episode of Engagement Matters, Bridging the Leadership Gap. I haven't said that in a minute, so uh, it's good to hear that coming off the top. uh, And thank you to our listeners. We just passed a major milestone on downloads globally. By the way, we are now listened to on 
every continent. Uh, we are at, we are we have been downloaded in 57 countries that's and over cool. 122 cities right now globally. So that that's just neat. I love it. I love it. it I love it. Thank you to all of our German listeners, all of our, uh, we've got a lot in South America. We've got a lot in Australia. You guys just keep it up. We're loving it, loving it, loving it. So thank you very much. You guys all just are making a, making a big smile on our faces. Very true. Well said. Have a great day, everyone.